Moms don't get enough credit. We take care of kids. We take care of husbands. We take care of our homes. We run businesses. And we work our asses off. Sometimes moms need a break. We need to ignore the laundry. Forget the dishes. Put the crafts down and just relax. When do we get our break? While they sleep. Hi, Hi, Hi everyone. Hi. Um, so today we're talking about pregnancies, postpartum, mm-hmm. mom shit, right? Yeah. And we have yeah. a we have a new voice. Right. So uh, <laughs> let's start with that one. Um, hello. Hi, Jules. How are you? Hi. Tell I'm us great. a little bit about yourself. Um, I don't know any details about myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Where are you from? <laughs> What's your uh, favorite color? I'm from Florida, and I live in North Carolina. And Nikki bullied me into all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am. Here we are. And I don't have any other details, so. <laughs> and that's it. Well, welcome. Welcome, yeah. Jules. Welcome to the shit show. So yes. glad to have you. Um, give glad us a little, like, synopsis. Um, you missed last episode where we talked about how we met. Our significant others so the time i was actually married to somebody else and then we were like mutual friends and then i it, i kind of got divorced and then i just moved in with cody and then he just dragged me here to north carolina and then here we are again <laughs> with a baby i don't know what happened <laughs> jules do you know that story yeah i was all good mama thing I was there. No, you weren't there. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Way to go, Nikki. No, I don't think I, I was there. Because I was, like, confused. I feel like... Because Kara doesn't know, so that means Jules doesn't know. I was going to say, that happened when Chris yeah, was there. Yeah. So, there was a... So, this is even how I, like, got started making these clips. So, there was another clip shop... And we all mm. ordered from it. Tony mm-hmm. and Brandy were like reps. So we all were ordering. And another girl that was a rep, we won't say her name, like she got her invoice and it was like six clips, but the price was weird. So anyway, so this other rep was like asking her about the clip. Like it didn't say like, you know, purple clip, blue clip. It just said clips. And so this other rep was like hey like what clips am I getting like the price doesn't work and she's like it's all good mama like didn't <laughs> like didn't clarify anything just said it's all good mama so <laughs> that's what we just say now to clear it like everything is just it's fine like everything is fine <laughs> it's fine the house is on fire I thought, I thought it was from that that buy sell trade comments and that girl was no. like it's when I was like I even got it's all good moment too because even after that she like did the same thing to me and then she made like Ellie's clip it was like a resin one with her name you know like her name is spelt pretty uniquely so you're not gonna find it anywhere Mm -hmm. she had it like 
done and then she just refunded me and when I asked about it like instead of just shipping it with my other stuff she just like completely refunded and then like ghosted it was so weird and then just hits you with a it's all good mama for everything it's fine no no it's not all good like I just wanted my clip well then I I finally got my order and it was missing like one clip and I was like hey like I didn't get this one and she's like oh do you want any of these other ones and like sent me a picture of like four other ones I was like no I want them yeah and she sent me she sent me like totally random things yeah and she just sent me she just like was like okay I'll refund it like thanks but like I want my stuff like because wasn't she moving she was moving and had like half the letters she was moving like a yeah, she was moving like across the country. It was like a military move, I think. And yeah. she was like, "Well, half of these are packed, so I'll just." She's just gonna refund like a bunch of, or she was sending it separately. Like, you cannot be making any money if you're sending no. the people's orders separately. Like, it was just insane. So then I got bullied into making clips, and here I am. Yeah. Yes, well, you did. Well, I made a logo. She would have like, your bell. She would have yeah. bell. <laughs> She couldn't find, or like in the midst of her move, she couldn't find like the sheets of leather, and so yeah. like it would take like two weeks for her to send the invoice, and then it was wrong. <laughs> that <laughs> stressed me out way too much. Like it was so, like so she much. wouldn't invoice until like she had the sheets and she couldn't find them, but she had sale. It just yeah, and then kept having sales. How did they kick her out of... I guess she wasn't doing it in, like, a buy-sell trade page. She was just, like... No, it was, like, in a graphic like I have, yeah. Yeah, no. But uh, it was... It was so chaotic. <laughs> but anyway, that's how we got It's All Good, Mom. <laughs> I just want to say, I didn't order because I'm cheap, so... I waited till you open. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, $4 a clip, yeah. and I only took yes. a dollar. And then we, like, we looked at it, and we were, like, oh, look how much this these sheets are and then we're like Nikki please <laughs> yeah right I didn't think anything about it and then I just sent Nikki like epoxy day. stuff <laughs> I didn't think anything yeah. about it until one day she sent like a screenshot of the like sheets she was going to order it was like three dollars for the whole sheet I'm like bitch you charge three dollars per ship <laughs> I knew that because <laughs> I ordered leather sheets for I think keychains or something yeah. And I was like, no, these things are really cheap. Like, why are people selling keychains for, like, $12? <laughs> it's, like, the yeah, same thing. Yeah, $2 worth of. It's because they don't know. Really yeah. like $2.75. They don't, other people yeah. don't know how much things cost. That's why they get away with selling things so high. Me. Yeah. I feel so bad. Like, my morals would kick in. Like, you can't do right? this to people. Yeah. yeah. Or when I see just, like, like, crew necks and, like, it's forty five dollars. I'm like, I, I know where you got that. <laughs> it's only ten. It ten dollars. It cost you ten. Granimals, granimals, <laughs> shredded <laughs> jeans. Yeah, forty five dollars for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I got that. I got that collab for that denim jacket, and I'm looking. I want to see like what name brand jacket she uses, because she posted one today. It was like a bridal jacket, and it was a Walmart brand. It was Time and True. Oh. Do you remember? And then, <laughs> and then I want to see if she does iron-on or sewn, like, letters. Because she charges, yeah, because she, she charges normally $40, and I pay, I got the collab for half off, so I only paid 20 So I'm wondering what it'll look like. Well, you know, I found that 
uh, there's a denim jacket that literally already has little white beads already sewn onto it on Amazon. And I, f- I found them on Etsy. They're like bridal uh, jack- oh. denim jackets, and people sell them on Etsy for like seventy dollars. That's something that people Amazon. That's something people in Etsy groups are super mad about because they're drop shipping. People order on there, and they'll, those people will just go on their Amazon oh. and literally ship from Amazon to those people's houses who ordered. They don't get them to their house first and repackage. They go right from Amazon with a gift receipt in it. People, yeah, I'm in a lot of Etsy groups. Yeah, people are pissed. Way to cut out the middleman. Yeah, but you're well, my I can't we be staying? I got an Amazon package yeah. at my house. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, I'd and yeah, no, 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 no. I made one for. Um, I know somebody that got married and she wanted one. And she kept sending me the Etsy listings, and I was like, I promise they're not that much. And I was going to, like, hand sew the pearls and stuff on them. And then I literally found the one that already had it all sewn, and it was on Amazon for, like, 30 bucks. I was like, I will put vinyl with your name on the back. <laughs> Do not buy this for $70. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, we got so sidetracked from our theme. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, that's that's oh. accurate for, like, mom life, right? Like, you're always late to Random something. Random tangent. It's fine. Yeah. And then we're always bitching about something that's cool, too. <laughs> Basically. Um, so I feel like today will probably be our last, like, kind of get-to-know-us type of episode, right? Yeah. Because, like, once you hear about <laughs> us today, like, the rest of it will kind of be, like day-to-day or like current vibes um but today we really want to talk about pregnancy and postpartum and adjusting to being a mom and things like that and start okay if we're talking about pregnancy let's start with Nikki I think you enjoy being pregnant the most I do enjoy it well partly because it's easy that I hate saying that I feel like I'm like being like rubbing in people's faces mm. or something because I know people like don't Wait, I don't so want to be a fairy girl <laughs> and run and rub it in people's faces um but yeah I didn't really well obviously I told my like whole story I didn't really know so I mean how can you pretty easy if you don't know um but I had I freaked out thought I had 11 weeks to get my shit together but really I had 13 because I had to be induced at 42 and 5. So I was pregnant wow. at 5 ever. Um, she was making up for it. And yeah, she's, <laughs> she's stubborn, 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 coming out and still is stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. Um, but yeah, so I got induced. I was gotten, went, checked into the hospital at like 7 or 8 in the morning and I think she was born at like nine o'clock at night. So pretty easy. Pushed like five times and she came <laughs> flying right out of there. But pretty <laughs> must be <laughs> Yeah. That's what I'm like I really had like it was easy, so I feel weird talking about it because it's not I'm glad it was easy. Like three times. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad I think I pushed for like an hour. Yeah, no. My dad <laughs> left the room and we he lives like like 10 or 15 minutes from the hospital from the time he left my mom was texting him like oh she's here and my dad was like I just got home like and she was not (laughs) pushing when I left like so pretty pretty easy she yep that's just yep (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The end. That's it. I only have one. So. Okay, Kara. Tell us about your babies and your experience being All right. So for the next two hours, I will talk about it. Um, no, I have five. Um, I think the only weird thing is that no two of my pregnancies were ever the same. But three, well, my last pregnancy was twins. So I had a boy and a girl, and then my first were all boys. And again, none of their pregnancies lined up. But I'm kind of like Nikki. I actually enjoy being pregnant. Up until like the last couple weeks, like I'm, I'm all right. Like yeah. we just get through our day like it's a normal day, minus the sickness in the beginning and just being fat. I don't really complain too much. <laughs> but you're like allowed yeah. to be like yeah. embrace it. It's not like yeah. Like, I want ice cream because yes. I want ice cream. People are like yeah, let me get you some ice cream. It's like pants are getting tight and it's it's totally okay because well, there's a human in yeah, there. <laughs> yes, they want you to get bigger. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I got sick either. I was just kind of, I had to do all those shots, and then <laughs> my butt was bruised, and it was a whole um, thing. My butt is still I fell bruised. a lot. Like well, You fell like Yeah, a- good luck. I fell so much. <laughs> like, what? I fell down, I fell I down, down this, the stairs like three times. I fell down my back stairs twice. Like, the back patio, like, the lights were off. It had, and... Of course, I don't live near the hospital, so I had to drive 45 minutes after my husband had been drinking to go make sure I was okay, because I fell down the stairs. Oh, no. Like, Is your balance just off? The second time it happened, I was like, <laughs> I think we're fine. <laughs> He's good. He's comfy. Yeah, I was just really, I was just really thrown off, I think. Because I was like all belly, so it's just your like, equilibrium or whatever yeah. is like fucked yeah. up. <laughs> the amount of times I fell like was just ridiculous. Off center, like you just yeah, like so far yeah. forward all the time. When like Cody's like, you just stop moving. When when you're pregnant, like you retain fluid and like you can retain fluid mm-hmm. in your ears, and it really does mess oh. with your balance. Like that's a. I had vertigo for like see you had reason. <laughs> I would just. I'd just be dizzy at all times of the day. Jesus. Like, everything was just spinning. Like, and they're like, yeah, I think it's just pregnancy-induced vertigo. That's, I was like, That's fun. Good. Thanks. So they did everything on pregnancy, though. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. See, it's funny because I got that pregnancy carpal tunnel with Damien, and they kept diagnosing it, and they're like, oh, it'll fade, it'll fade. Probably, like, I think he was... Mm, like 11 months old I finally went in was diagnosed with I, I'm going to say it wrong but it's called Keenbox disease it's like your wrist bone in the middle rots out completely so all your bones start to merge together they had to go in and cut it out and put a rod in and I was like this whole time he told me it was carpal tunnel so then with all my next pregnancies I have to get my wrists rechecked and stuff like my right one obviously people in the pod can't see it but I got that big old lump another cyst has developed and I gotta go back in Gangly and have it out yep Casey gets those. But I gonna, told them to call the doctor. Yeah, they're going to go in. They're going to drain it. They're going to be like, oh, it's because of your you pregnancy should. with the twins. And I'll have to pull out all my medical records. Like, no, I need you to do scans on my bones. Make sure it's okay. And then we can move on. Because my doctor was like, that's not even a disease. I was like, okay. That's what they diagnosed me with. Google it. <laughs> oh, my God. Google it. <laughs> Google it. When you have to tell your doctor to Google it. Google it. I would never be pregnant again. No. <laughs> yeah. would not. Oh my okay. gosh! <laughs> Not catch me pregnant again. So joyous. So Kara, did 
did twins run in your family? Like, was there a chance at any point that you were going to have twins or like it just kind of happened? Apparently they're on my mom's side, like my grandfather or something like that. Nobody told me that until after I was pregnant with twins. I've never heard that in my life. Right. My cousin has twins, but I also assumed because fraternal twins normally carry on through the woman's genes. Like it can be passed down from your father, but the women carry the gene. So... Right. Mm-hmm. When I learned that little tidbit, I was like, oh, well, that goes with my cousin's wife. My mom's like, nope, they're on this side, too. And I was like, well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> well, I have, like, right. I have twin brothers. Like, uh, my brothers are twins. And so I'm like, every time I get pregnant, like, I want twins so bad. They're awesome, but <laughs> I just want to know how it felt carrying two instead of one, like. Did you feel them both kick and move at different times? Yeah. Or were they in sync? No. Zoe. (laughs) Synchronized to her. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. In the beginning, I don't know who I felt the most. Because one, uh, Zoe had anterior and Zane had, what's the other one? The placenta. Posterior. There you go. Posterior. Um, So in the beginning, I could always feel one, but I could never feel the other one. So I always, like, panicked every time I went in. Like, are they both there? Are they both good? Um, and then they stopped kind of switching spots and they, she took up from probably like my ribs down all that area, even tiny as can be. He was like curled up in a little ball under my rib cage and only moved every so often, like enough to do his kick counts. And he was golden. She went batshit crazy all day long and like watching the ultrasound, she'd be kicking the crap out of him and punching him like higher up in my ribs and he'd like try to stretch out a little bit. I think I have a video somewhere, but no, she wasn't giving him any space. We knew in the womb she was going to come out of Spitfire. He was going to be a little quiet and just take it because he didn't try to fight back. (laughs) She's not going to need her brothers to save her. Oh, yeah, no. To be the other way around. (laughs) That's the funniest thing. Like, that reminds me of those TikToks where it's like... Uh, me having a little son who like is sweet and like would never hurt a fly and then his it's like yeah. his little sister or his sister and it's like the demon like <laughs> child like running around like I'm gonna attack this person for you yep that's how it's gonna be <laughs> that's definitely how my younger siblings <laughs> that's are that's how I was too I think my brother wasn't sweet but I was always the one ready to come in and fuck shit up karma's on um okay so um I've got three kids um, with my first, the pregnancy was pretty normal until I hit about 30 weeks or whenever they do the uh, gestational diabetes test with that nasty drink. Um, well, I had gestational diabetes, um, so then I had to prick my finger and go on a special diet, and I cried about that because I couldn't eat ice cream all the time like I wanted to. And then <laughs> it just got worse from there because I developed pups. <laughs> I developed pups, which is like an allergic reaction to the hormones, and it shows up in the stretch marks that you get. So it's a bunch of like hives in your stretch marks that are super itchy. I'm like itches. Yeah, like a I bitch. went to like seven, eight bottles of hydrocortisone in a month, and that was like me using it sparingly. It was horrible. I had to have multiple layers on, and then I would like scrub my belly with a hairbrush because I couldn't do anything about it. Ooh. I've got like scars all over it from that. Oh, yeah. Terrible. I got huge with him. <coughs> he was. <laughs> oh my god. I had clothes on. It didn't scratch my clothes. Uh, it was supposed to be. But. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, 
And then he, <laughs> Cut that I went overdue by a couple of days, so they did a biophysical profile ultrasound where they like had to check him, do a breathing exercise, whatever they all have to check, certain movements in a half an hour, whatever. And he failed that, but it was only because he just wasn't kicking his legs. They were like, he obviously can do it. So then they put me up on the maternity floor and um, did the con- contraction monitor and the other one. And... Um, my doctor came in after a little while. They had estimated his weight at eight and a half pounds. My doctor came in a little while, and he's like, um, so I don't ever suggest a C-section before labor, but I only can count on one hand how many times I suggested it, and you're making the other hand. Like, I really think you need to have a C-section. And so I was like, okay, whatever. My mom had three C-sections. I kind of expected it. Uh, Bellamy was 10 pounds, four and a half ounces, and a knot in his cord, like a true knot in his cord, so no matter the scenario, I would have ended up with a C-section. So, I had a C-section, and his placenta was on the front, so I never felt any kicks or anything to like 26, 27 weeks, and he was huge. Um, <laughs> when you didn't know, see, we're, it was just gas before. <laughs> um, was your gas? <laughs> no, no, literally. <laughs> when I was pregnant with Violet, I was sick, like, for a couple weeks, and I knew I was pregnant, and I was like, I'm not taking the test because I'm going to take a test, and I'm not pregnant, right? Uh, where my friend got on Amazon and mailed one to my house, and she told me to take it. That's Nikki's And it turned up bright red, like, not even half a second later like obviously pregnant and I was sick with her until my first trimester was over um I had the opposite problem where my blood sugar was too low so I had to carry carry on with me because this was right at the start of COVID too like just before everything shut down everybody was panic shopping and I had gone with my mom to the BJ's like the Costco whatever that we've got here it's BJ's but and I was trying to like get the stuff for my for Bellamy and our house that would just last the food um, and I had to stop and sit on the floor because my sugar had dropped so low I almost passed out I remember okay. that but considered gestational diabetic it had a different name well I can't remember but in their system is gestational diabetes even though I had to have the Brandy, opposite what is it? thing I had to eat lots of sugar and everything like that um, which then my mother-in-law told me when she was pregnant with Casey that she had low blood sugar the whole time, too. So I don't know if that correlates, whatever. Anyway, I had her. She was 8 pounds, 0.8 ounces, born at 818. So her fucking number is 8. <laughs> and she, we got discharged, and that was during COVID. So Casey was allowed to be there during certain hours of the day. And I was pretty much by myself, and the nurses didn't come in because of COVID. <laughs> And, yeah, we got discharged and had to be readmitted for jaundice for a few days. And then I had Violet, and she has been teeny tiny ever since. Like, two years old and 12 to 18 months growing. Tiny. Um, and then I was Aww. pregnant with Grady. And I, oh, after Violet, I had postpartum pups. So, still another allergic reaction kind of thing in my stretch marks. And then... Um, so what are you like allergic to? Uh, the just like pregnancy, pregnancy. Hormone. <laughs> the hormones from pregnancy, like HCC. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh! God, I thought being sick was bad. I'd rather throw up mm-hmm. every day. Well, they first did all they did all those tests no to see if I had that liver condition, the 
um, when you're pregnant where they have to like emergency deliver because your liver is given up or something. But what is that called? Um, <laughs> yeah, that they tested me all for that first, and nope, I just had pups really bad. Um, and then with Grady, the way that I would be like, <laughs> I never been on birth control. With Grady, I didn't do the blood sugar, uh, the glucose test because I said no, because um, I didn't want to. I just pricked my finger the whole time. My sugars were fine. Oh. With Violet also had severe hip and back pain, and then I had it again with Grady. So I like spent a lot of time in bed. I tried to get up and walk. It didn't really help. Um, with Grady, he was born eight pounds, um, ten point eight ounces, and a scheduled C-section. Um, I threw up during the c-section with violet but with grady's it was more like i was my eyes were closed like i looked like i was sleeping but i was fully alert and knew what was going on and i could wiggle my toes when they started cutting which freaked me out but i couldn't feel anything anyway so i heard the doctor was asking me questions and i didn't reply because i was like half asleep basically and they're the assisting doctor and then she went oh she's asleep and my doctor goes good she deserves it and that's why i love him just because we're actually <laughs> before that, but he's the greatest doctor I've ever had. Then Grady mm. had to be readmitted for jaundice as well, and he's huge now. Math. So I had so pups with him as well. Chunky, and I love him. I got pups with Grady as well. So bless you. Yeah. So you're like I'm getting a total hysterectomy, like you're never being pregnant. Oh yeah, right. I yeah I when he started saying asking if I want to get my tubes tied, he couldn't even finish the sentence before I yelled yeah yeah tie <laughs> my tubes. He asked me during my C-section. I was like yes, tie tubes. Done with this. Rude. All right, Brandy. Oh, are we sure? <laughs> well, you have like an interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have uh, PCOS and endometriosis, um, so I have struggles getting pregnant um, with Sophia. I did IUIs, um, and that was successful, uh, but it took, like, years. Um, and then Sophia was born at 36 weeks, uh, which is, you know, still considered term, so she didn't do any, like, NICU time. But she was in the hospital, like, a little extra to get, like, the Billy Rubin blanket uh, for jaundice. And then um, I'm pretty sure I had preeclampsia, um, like, before then. But there was a hurricane in Virginia at the time. So, like, I went in and one of my feet were swollen and the other one was not. So, I, like, had a blood clot somewhere, apparently. Uh, typically, like, that's what causes that issue. Um, and they sent me home because there was, like, way too many people on the floor. So there's like, it was, like, full. So they were, like, oh, you're not in labor. Like, you're fine, which my blood pressure was really high. They did, like, the protein check in my urine, and mm -hmm. they lost it. So, like, oh they were, like, oh, well, you can go home and do the next one. And then yeah. when I went home and did the next one, and it came back at, like, three times the amount for inducing so then I was induced with her and I was in labor for 13 hours um, and nothing like I wasn't even progressed to like one centimeter at that point 
So they're like, well, she's not coming, and I'm pretty sure, like, your cervix is, like, tilted. So she's not going to make it, like, through the birthing canal. Um, so they just did a C-section with her. And she was born at 6 pounds, 4 ounces, so she was, like, perfectly healthy and good to go, um, <laughs> thankfully. And then Eliana, um, we tried with her for like six months and then I started seeing a fertility specialist and they were like no you need to do fertility treatment like ASAP because your eggs are diminishing and we're like running out of time so go ahead and like start if we're going to do this um, because at that point I had like 20 plus cysts on each ovary so like even IUIs were like a slim chance but we tried it anyways just because they were cheaper yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah we ended up doing eight IUIs, and they didn't work. Uh, we did, like, three medicated cycles. Obviously, that didn't work. And then uh, we did IVF eventually. But thankfully, I, like, did my research before we did IVF because uh, if we did it at that clinic, it would have been, like, three times the amount at a teaching hospital. So I ended up in Richmond, Virginia, uh, which was, like, an hour and a half away from where we lived <laughs> almost an hour and a half away from where we lived so like the fertility appointments and stuff i mean it's a lot so we did um three cycles and we ended up with her so we did two retrievals and then three transfers um with her and we still have like frozen eggs but we're not planning on ever using them <laughs> uh, but anyways and then i had to like three miscarriages in between there too um, and then uh, I had to stay on progesterone with Ellie until 20 weeks uh, because she kept attempting to be a miscarriage. So, like, I kept having, like, breakthrough spotting and stuff. So it was, like, my placenta was, like, almost having, like, placental abruption in between there. So, like, they are like, nope, we got to stay on progesterone for, like, way longer. So Ryan is obviously in the military, so, like, he had duty then. So he would be gone for 24 hours. Um, so then it was either like me panicking to do it myself or like finding somebody to do it. And I couldn't do it myself. Like I would like sweat and shake and like almost pass out. <laughs> Cause I, I could do like the stomach ones for like Bonalif or whatever, but I could not do progesterone. Mine were in my arm, and I probably could have done those myself, but the progesterone in my butt, like, I don't know. I don't even think I could do that way. Like, how do you I don't know how I could. And, and for the first, like, seven weeks of my progesterone shots, nobody told us that you're supposed to, like, lay down or, like, take the weight off of your leg. I was doing it standing up like normal, and I, we could oh, not no. figure out why they were so painful yeah like yeah, it's bad to, to begin with but that's what works <laughs> apparently not and then and then my husband got poison ivy and had to go get a shot of progesterone of prednisone no cortisone yeah. i don't he got a shot in his butt and he was like he came home and he was like what are your shots wrong <laughs> it's been seven weeks oh my God. <laughs> I was always so scared of like hitting the sciatic nerve too. Like so scared. Oh, let me tell you, there was and I'd be bleeding. I actually have three pairs of shorts from that summer that are just stained on both butt cheeks from just blood from the shots. Oh yeah. Every time, every time I see them, I'm like, all right, you still have really like juice. Anyways, well, still with Ellie. Yeah. So um, then 
and we, we only made it to 29 weeks with Ellie. I had severe preeclampsia, um, and it was like borderline eclampsia, so my blood pressure like extra skyrocketed. <laughs> um, and then I was in the hospital for like six weeks with her, um, just trying to continue to keep my blood pressure under control somewhat. And uh, yeah, and then eventually it got to the point to where it, they did like another repeat urine and that ended up like being 3,000 and something and the part point where they like take a baby is at 300 so it was like insanely high but she was still growing so I mean she was huge for a 29 weeker so she was uh, four pounds six ounces uh, but she did 89 days in the NICU so that was like pure torture so we had Sophia at home and then Thankfully, like my mother-in-law took Sophia for a whole summer, so she got to like go there instead of like being tortured with like the hospital stuff. But like, oh, it was it was terrible. Oh, I still have like severe PTSD issues <laughs> from yeah, that. that. Um, and then Alan, um, we had Alan with just medicated cycles uh, because I wanted to try that before we transferred our embryos here. So our embryos are still um, in Richmond, and I don't know what to do with them because that's like a whole other story. Uh, I don't want to destroy them. That seems wrong. Like I don't want to dedicate like, them to science because that's also weird. And then I don't want to give them to someone because that's like our children. So I don't know. It's like so weird. Like I'm probably eventually going to just get them shipped to me and like make some sort of. <laughs> memory jewelry or something that. That, that wasn't on my yeah. like it is an option it's not on like the list but you can like ask for it to happen so what do you is what it's are technically they, what are terminating in, what do they come in how do you get they come them? in a little dried a little time <laughs> i don't know if that was horrible to say no they air dry <laughs> i'm not sensitive to it some people are but i'm not but it's like literally like a tiny tube and they're colored but anyways uh, like that's what they're frozen in yeah so i just send them what they're frozen in yeah because because i still have my petri dish from my transfer with camden so i yeah but <laughs> so then alan was just medicated a cycle i think i said that and then um yeah we she was born at 34 weeks almost 35 and we every single time I like this was the best doctor that I ever had basically so like the last we had the ones, same doctor right yes he's amazing like so amazing um and he was like well we're gonna try like don't think I'm insane but we're gonna try like um Femera and Mucinex and it worked like <laughs> He was like, it looks like a TikTok trend right now, because it was, like, at that point, and he was like, but it's not, it actually, like, does something, and we're just going to try that, and we did, and it worked, so it was crazy, but, um, anyways, and then every single time, like, past 20 weeks, he was like, every time we check your blood pressure, I'm like, praying before I walk in this room <laughs> that it is good because I'm like he is this guy he, he is and he has twins too so like they were in the NICU for a while so he like knows the struggle and like after I had her he came down to the NICU whenever I was there to like check on her and see how I was doing still like I mean it was like a couple weeks later he would still be like oh she's still down there and then he would come down there and like be like oh 
she's doing great, you know, like, I feel like he actually genuinely cared about her and me, you know, like, not just like, oh, so sweet. this yeah. person, bye, we're done now, but anyways, and then Ellen, uh, she, we had a bit of a struggle in the NICU with her, um, so she was, you know, 34, 35, so we weren't expecting her to have, like, breathing issues or any of that like with ellie so like we went in and and they were like oh she's good like we're just gonna put this little hood on her and she looked like an astronaut baby basically so it was just like the way that they do like the breathe by oxygen so she didn't need like the nasal cannula and stuff and then like it just kept dipping and dipping and dipping and then she had to be put on the nasal cannula and then that wasn't enough and then she had to be put on cpap so then it was like back to the NICU trauma all over again like okay this is enough okay <laughs> this is enough okay this is enough um and then yeah both of them though I didn't get to hold them for like forever um Ellie because she was too fragile and then Alan because I was on medication that I couldn't like get up with um thankfully he like paused it and let me go see her eventually but oh it was like I don't know, like, I, I definitely don't want to do it again, and we just thought that maybe, just maybe, we could have a boy, and we didn't, and that's why she's named Alan, because uh, my, <laughs> my husband's father passed away um, when he was, like, 23, 24, like, it wasn't that long ago, it was before we met, but, like, right before we met, um, and his name was Alan, and then my dad's name is James, so... If we had a boy, it would have been Alan James, and then Alan J became the girl version, basically, because we knew we were done. <laughs> but we wanted to like honor them. Too. Yes. <laughs> so regardless, Tony, Tony, I had pretty uh, simple pregnancies. The only, <laughs> the only weird thing is with Ruby, I bled the whole first trimester kind of freaked out that I was just gonna like just something crazy would happen all the time and every time I would talk to the doctor they would just tell me it was normal and it wasn't until I was telling Brandy about like the whole situation that she and like I showed her the ultrasound and she's like do you have like this like dark spot on your like a dark spot or a white spot like on your ultrasound she's like you had uh you probably had a a subchronic hematoma, is that what it was? Yeah. Subchronic hematoma. Well, I mean, that would be cool to know. Why didn't they tell me that? That's crazy. And it goes away normally, like, in your first trimester, yeah. like, after your yeah. first trimester. If they make it past yeah. then, then it goes um, away. Yeah. Hey, Other than that, I had pretty easy pregnancies. Went 41 weeks with Ruby induced. Delivered pretty quickly. And then, um, was induced again. It was funny because in the hospital I was getting induced and they were like getting ready, like pulling all the tools in to start everything. And I just looked at Landon and I'm like, I don't think I can do this again. He's like, wait, are you serious? I'm like, no, but I am kind of freaking out. (laughs) It is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first thing I said after I 
birth to Cam, and I was like, we're not doing this again. And the guy's, like, starting to stitch me up. He's like, haha, you say that now. No, I'm, I'm like, never. no, I'm not kidding. Yeah. No, I'm never kidding. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, so I have a cool birth story. <laughs> well, tell us. Um, Let's go. So, was, when I had Ruby, like, the nurse was talking to us and talking to Landon, like, asking how much he wanted to participate. And he was like, like, what? What's normal? Like, what do dads normally do? And she was like, well, some dads just cut the cord, and some dads, like, have first their own children. He's like, I think I'm just going to cut the cord. Maybe the next one. I'll try that. So we go in for Anderson, <laughs> and he's talking to the nurse we had there, and he's like, so would it be possible for me to, like, catch Anderson when he comes out? And she was like, um, that would really depend on the doctor. She's like, but it's really not likely. So when the doctor came in, like, on his rounds, Landon asked him, and he was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see just, like, how everything goes. But I really don't know. Don't get your hopes up. And so, like, the doctor came back when it was, like, showtime. And he just walked in. He's like, all right, let's get dad gowned up. And Landon was like, wait, so I'm really getting to do this? I did not prepare myself. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> but, um, he, like, showed him what to do and, like, where to grab, and, like, he that literally pulled out. Anderson out. It was really cool. That is the coolest thing ever. Okay, so, so um, with my <laughs> first baby, with my M girl, I was, like, set like yeah. I'm having an all natural labor like I want to be like holistic like I was very like researched and like this is what I want to do like very crunchy mom of me okay and it didn't work out that way so on Friday we found out that Caleb was going out of town for work the following Thursday and that Monday the doctor was like well we can induce you on Tuesday like the next day right so no no that's not how it happened at all that's I'm confusing (laughs) (laughs) sorry so at my 38 week appointment they were like well if you're not in labor by this point we're going to induce you and at the hospital that I delivered at, that was just kind of like their policy. Um, they like scheduled it, and if you went into labor, great. If not, you got induced unless you like refused it. So we were induced at 39 weeks in like two days, which was a Monday. Um, and with Emerson, I labored for. 12 and a half, almost 13 hours unmedicated. Um, got to 10 centimeters. Um, it was time to push. And my OB that I've been seeing my entire pregnancy was like, hey, uh, I have a family emergency. I have to go. And I was like, I'm sorry, you have to what? And I'm busy here, lady. And, um, yeah. this is a family emergency for me right and now. And, like, my pregnancy with Emerson was really yeah. difficult. Like, I was very tired. Like, I had HG, which is, like, extreme morning sickness, right? I threw up five times at least every single day the entire time I was pregnant. Um, and so she was like, I have to go. 
and I was like, oh, okay, um, great, <laughs> thanks. Are you and back? No, no, no. <laughs> she was like, the on-call doctor will be in in a minute to meet you. I was like, oh, shit, okay. So they wouldn't let me move around because they were having a hard time finding Emerson on the monitors. And they, um, like, the nurses, like, got me, like, in a position where they could hear her or whatever. And the on-call doctor walked in and goes, hey, uh, so I'm the on-call doctor, and why didn't you get an epidural? Like, first words out of her mouth, not, hey, I'm so-and-so, like, whatever. Yeah. First thing was, why didn't you get an epidural? Because I didn't and want it. I was like, um, I didn't. I didn't want one. I'm at 10 centimeters. Can I push now? Like, how? What, what are we doing? And she was like, well, we're going to recheck you because 10 centimeters is different for every doctor. Cool. So, whatever. I'm my first time mom. I have no idea. So, she checks me. And she goes, well, actually, I would say you're at a nine and a half. But mm-hmm. I think what you're swelling <laughs> from, like, your cervix is swelling back up not like you're undilating or you're a different dilation um so they gave me benadryl and she was like well what we can do is like push through you being only nine and a half so they had me push and then um it's like normal whenever you have a contraction for your baby's heart rate to like dip a little bit during a contraction um I didn't know that when I was pregnant and she goes okay so what's happening is every time you have a contraction your baby's heart rate is dropping so I'm gonna allow you 30 more minutes to push and then I'm gonna say you need a c-section and I was like so what I don't understand and she was like well you're gonna end up in a c-section either way your baby's heart rate is dropping you need a c-section and I was like okay well like I don't want to push for 30 minutes if I'm going to end up in a C-section either way. Like, let's let's go. Like, get this baby out. Like, yeah, something's in? wrong. Keep in mind, I don't have yeah. I don't have any pain medication at this point. Right. I'm like in so the most pain I've ever like been in in my life. Your kid. Plus, you're telling me my kid is like during those 30 minutes. Right. So they yeah. they're like, okay, we're going to prep you for the operating room. <sighs> prep like all kinds of stuff they get me back there and let me hit you with this um they give me the the spinal i got a spinal not an epidural and i was like i don't feel so good i'm gonna be sick and the nurses are like you're not gonna throw up you're not gonna throw up and i'm like no i'm gonna throw up and the anesthesiologist grabbed the top of my head and like twist it to the side and like i threw up on his shoes nice. because i like i told him i was gonna throw up and he like was like kind of yelling at the OB like she's obviously something's going on and then I feel them like cutting and like tugging and I was like where's my husband like I look at the anesthesiologist because he's standing up by my head and I'm like hey um where's dad where's my husband like I'm about to start crying right now because I was so emotional that day and he was like stop everybody stop moving he was like, go get dad right now. And 
they like walked out the door grabbed Caleb he said that when he walked back in like I was cut open he could see like my insides and um yeah I don't really remember holding Emerson for the first time um I don't remember apparently like I got her dressed and like I saw all my family afterwards I don't remember that at all um wow and the only thing that I remember after surgery is being so pissed off because they took Caleb and the baby back to my labor room and the nurse like this hospital had had some like medical malpractice situations so they had to count like each instrument how many gauze they use like the whole nine and I remember her counting like gauze and like laughing and making conversation with the nurse and I was like hurry the fuck up like I want to see my kid um I punched a nurse on purpose kind of <laughs> um the nurse was, she was like kind of a bitch the whole time and like she was like kind of being a bitch about me being like unmedicated beforehand and they were like okay well they had me like on my side and they were like well I'm just gonna roll you over so like just kind of sling your arm and so when I like slung my arm I like closed my fist and like slung my arm and like caught her in the (laughs) jaw like she stepped back for a second it was hilarious (laughs) Um, so that was. Oops. Did you have? That was, <laughs> did you have private insurance or state insurance? Private um, like, through an employer. It was private through uh, my insu- uh, through my employer at the time. They get paid more through private insurance for a C-section than they would through Medicaid for a C-section. Well, I, think I, I don't qualify for any assistance. Yeah, it kind of sounds like she saw what your insurance was and walked in and decided you were having a C-section. Right. Well, in, in this in kind of, this she wanted specific that hospital, I didn't know at the time, but they are, like, kind of known for coercion. coercion? Yeah. Like, kind of, like, confusing moms yeah. into getting C-sections. Pushing a c- and, like, just, like, being like, oh, my God, this is wrong. I think you need a C-section, and then moms end up with C-sections that probably never should have had a C-section. My doctor just told me that at my last appointment, um, that the reason some doctors don't take Medicaid is because they get paid $1,500, at least in New York State, for a C-section. But if it's private insurance, they get paid $10,000 or more. Like right down there. Yeah. Um, But with, with my second baby... Yeah. It was, um, like, two, two and a half years, almost, years later, um, I knew that I wanted a VBAC. I knew that I was going to do everything in my power to be able to try to, to have a baby with no pain medicine. Um... And, like, I'm not, like, that judgy kind of person. Like, I know those, like, crunchy moms that are, like, this is the way it should be done. Like, this is the way your body was meant to do it. Like, I don't think that at all. I think it was more of, like, with Emerson, like, I thought, this is what I want for me. Like, I want to prove to myself that I can do it. And, like, Mm -hmm. I felt for a long time that that was kind of, like, taken away from me. 
And so when I had Mason, I was like, this is what's going to happen. And um, like I said before, me and Brandy had the same doctor. And he was like, you can 100% do it, but your baby is huge. Like, your baby currently at 36 weeks is averaging probably about three pounds more than your first baby when you delivered. So, sure, you can have a V-back, but just know, like, you've never had a baby vaginally, and um, she's much bigger. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, he, like, he was like, I think we should induce just because of size, and, like, I think he was like, I understand why you wouldn't want to induce, because that can lead to a repeat Z-section. But, he was like, in your situation, I think that if we don't induce, you're going to end up with a repeat C-section. Like, he was like, I'm just being honest with you. And I, like, appreciated that so much. So, um, he was a truther, <laughs> for sure. Um, we checked into the hospital at midnight. Um, and they started me on like the epidural <laughs> or not the epidural, Jesus, the, uh, Pitocin. Pitocin. Thank you. Um, gotcha. at 5am, they broke my water. I was in labor from 5am until 10am. Um, and like, I'm that kind of person that when I'm in pain, I just go silent. Like don't talk to me, don't look at me, don't expect anything from me, like, I will tell you if I need you to speak to me, and, like, my nurses, like, got mad, like, Caleb slept the whole time, and they were, like, do you want me to wake him up, and I'm, like, absolutely freaking not, because if you do, he'll want to talk to me, and, um, at, like, 10, 10, 15, they were, like, okay, it's, it's time to start pushing, and I was, like, holy shit first of all I've made it like right like that feeling of like mm -hmm. I'm back here oh my gosh it's, a, it's almost and over. then um we started pushing and like it wasn't like it, it just wasn't like I should have like labored down I guess like from my research since having Mason and I just like I didn't know to do that um, you have like yeah. you have contractions after ten centimeters, but you don't push. Like you give the baby time to like drop down more while you're already ten centimeters. Um, but I didn't I didn't know at the time, so I'm doing. Yeah, I'm pushing right ten centimeters. You're pushing. That's what everybody like. That's what the movies say. That's what people say. Like, right. So the doctor um, goes okay, well, we still have some, some time. I'm going to go get prepped for a C-section. And, like, my face drops. Caleb was like, you instantly, like, shut down. And you were like, are you talking about me? Like, are you prepping me for a C-section? And he was like, no, no. I have a C-section in an hour. I've got to go prep the stuff for that. He was like, I'll be back. He was like, you are having this baby all natural, vaginally, in, like, the next hour. And I was like, okay. Aww. Ten minutes later, I shit you not. The nurses are having me push, like practice pushing. Um, and they're like, you know, like hold it for like ten seconds or whatever they say. And like I'm screaming like profanities. Like I'm like, fuck. Like every time I'm pushing, right? As soon <laughs> as I stop doing that and I just like 
held my breath but like just pushed like without screaming or anything like I was progressing <laughs> and then I was like I'm about to have this baby and they're like no you're not Dr. Ro- uh, the doctor let's not say his name just because <laughs> um, they were like he's not back and I was like I don't think you understand like I can't stop it like no, you have to. I'm about to have this baby and they're like don't push don't push don't push and I was like I can't help it he walks in throws his gloves on sits down as she comes out yeah. just like that that's what happened to me that's exactly yeah, they what happened stopped to me. pushing because my doctor was stuck in traffic or not in traffic yep. she got Mm-mm. stuck in traffic and was down the hall <laughs> and they're like hold on just hold on I was like I can't can't stop no I mean well, and, and, and <laughs> yeah like I wasn't pushing like I I've read that like there's this thing like the automatic like ejection reflex mm-hmm. like where your body just does yeah. it like it's just out yep. and like mm-hmm. there she was and like everybody was like what does it feel like to do it with like no pain medicine and all I can explain to you is that like if you've ever had like a pimple that like hurts right and like you know it's gonna feel so much better once it pops like that times a thousand like yeah. that's what it feels like <laughs> none of it's my out it's over yeah none of my section but that is a weird analogy but it does make sense <laughs> that's exactly how it feels <laughs> it's all good mom well i'm new here i don't give a fuck yeah i have puke all over my upstairs i gotta go are you okay? Should we call the authorities? <laughs> leaves, leaves once for health and twice for. He I'm leaves okay. me food and water. So <laughs> What's funny? Are you okay? <laughs> 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 um, I'll keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Go ahead, I can cut me at laughing out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can cut me. Um. Twenty, my thirty. Jesus Christ, I'm drunk.